I hope somebody in this room will make that your testimony, your commitment. I will trust in God again. The same God that blessed me in the past is able to bless me in the future. And as my trust in him was vindicated in the past, it will be vindicated in the future. The Gospel of John, please, chapter 7, verse 37. On this day of Pentecost, what else could I preach about? But about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. John 7, 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You may be seated. After you accept Christ, after you have turned from a life of sin and a life of unrighteousness, God has in store for you one of the most blessed experiences available to humanity. That experience is the baptism in the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Both titles mean the same, are the same, and proceed from the same Greek word. If you are saved, the Holy Ghost has already played a very vital role, a vital part in your life. For every work that pertains to salvation is a work of the Holy Spirit. But to know the Spirit or the Holy Spirit only in salvation and in regeneration is to know the Spirit only in a measure. And it was R.A. Torre who said that a man may be regenerated by the Holy Spirit and still not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. For in regeneration there is an impartation of new life and the one who receives it is saved but in the baptism of the Holy Spirit there is an impartation of power and the one who receives that is fitted for service and for the work of the Lord and so Jesus said to his disciples in John 14 16 I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And so they knew the Holy Spirit, but they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was with them and the Spirit was in them in a measure. 
but not in the fullness. And that's really nothing new because the spirit has been received and dispensed in varying portions and measures down through history. In Numbers 11 and 17, we read of the Mosaic portion of the spirit. For God said to Moses, then I will come down and talk to you there. And I will take of the spirit that is upon you and will put the same upon them. And they shall bear the burdens of the people with you. And you may not bear it yourself alone. And in verse 25, then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied. Moses was adequately empowered by God for the task that was his. But when these 70 elders were called to share in the task, to share in the responsibility, they were given a measure of the spirit that had been upon Moses. In 2 Kings 2.9, we read of the Elijah portion of the spirit. And verse 9 says, and so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask. What may I do for you before I'm taken away from you, Elisha said. And Elisha said, I beg your pardon, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And Elisha said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And so God honored Elijah's word and granted Elisha a double portion of the spirit. John the Baptist received that Elijah portion of the spirit. In Luke 1.17, the Bible says, he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. But then John the Baptist himself comes along and speaks regarding Jesus. And John the Baptist said in John 3 and 34, for he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. Thus Jesus could say in Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to, um, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so God, who in Old Testament dispensation gave measures of the Spirit to men, when Jesus was introduced into the life of humanity, he came with the fullness of the Spirit. God threw away the measuring cup, the measuring spoon, and he gave to Jesus the Holy Spirit in fullness. And Jesus was able to do the things that he predicted in Luke 4, 18 because the spirit 
of the Lord was upon him. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit upon him, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit upon us? Hallelujah. In Luke 4, 1, the Bible says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4, 14 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. And so throughout the Bible, great works of great men and women of God is attributed to the Holy Ghost. We've talked about Moses. We've talked about Elijah and Elisha. And we've talked about Jesus. But in Judges 15 and 14, we read about Samson. And the Bible says, when the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire, and his bonds broke loose from his hands. Samson was a man of might and power because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. And so Jesus knew that his followers down through history would need the power of the Holy Ghost to do the work that was theirs to do. If we're to win men to Jesus Christ, it's going to have to be through the power of the Holy Ghost. If we're to stand against the forces of evil in this world, it's going to be through the power of the Holy Ghost. Not by wisdom, not by wealth, not by education, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. For Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, Paul said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. If we go out in human might and in human wisdom, we will certainly be defeated for it is not by might, it's not by power, but the Lord said it is by my spirit. And listen, the prophet Joel had already promised that the day would come when the Holy Ghost would be poured out upon the people of the Lord rather than given out in portions and in measures. For Joel 2.28, y'all don't mind if I read the Bible a little bit today, do you? I don't want y'all to think I'm just coming up with all this. Everything that I will say will be based on God's word on today. Joel 2.28, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And so Joel promised the pouring out of the Holy Ghost upon the church. And then Jesus picks up the theme in the text that I read just a few moments ago, John 7, 37, where the Bible says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if any one thirst, 
let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture hath said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And verse 39 clarifies, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Let's review this text. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, are there any thirsty folk in here? Does anybody here have a hunger for God? Jesus said, if you are thirsty, if you have a spiritual craving for the fullness of the spirit, then come to me. That is, completely surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Come to me. And then he said, not just come to me, but he said, come to me and drink. That is, wholeheartedly receive the fullness and the wholeness of the Holy Spirit. And he said, he who believes in me, as the scripture hath said. Listen, scriptural convictions and belief are so very important. For Jesus did not say, uh, uh, come to me and drink, and if you believe in me the way you want to believe in me, you'll receive it. But he said, no, believe in me as the scripture hath said. Accept the word of God. Accept God's revelation regarding Jesus and regarding the will of God for him and for your life. If you believe on me as the scripture hath said, out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. That means the Holy Ghost will be in you, flow out of you, be all around you like a river. And that sounds like baptism in the Holy Spirit to me. And that's what we need today. We need so much power flowing out of us that that power will be a river of life to those who are around us. Listen, rivers bless every portion of land through which they pass. Animals and vegetation and men and women thrive and live because of the refreshing water that flows in a river. And the Lord is saying that men, people, your family, those around you will be blessed and live because of the flow of the Spirit that will come through your life. And verse 39 then informs us, but this he spake concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Thus when Jesus was glorified, when Jesus arose from the dead and ascended back to heaven, the Holy Ghost was sent once and for all into the world. And now the Holy Ghost only needs to receive, to be received by faith. Accepted into our lives by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you are still with me? Are you still with me? Let me point out how the baptism in the Holy Ghost is not the same thing as being born again. Because there are many people who say, well, listen, when I accepted Jesus Christ, I received everything God had for me. I don't need anything else. I'm saved. That's all I need. I'm just fine. But let's go to the word of God and see what the Lord has to say. In Acts 8 and 5, the Bible says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. What did he preach? And verse 12 says, But when they believed Philip, 
as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. That baptism was in water. Amen. Now that means these Samaritans were saved. For the Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so the Samaritans were saved. And Philip, you know, didn't let you get by with being baptized and not being saved because when he dealt with the Ethiopian eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch, after hearing the word, said, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, only if you believe with all your heart can you be baptized. And the Samaritans, uh, uh, the, the, the Ethiopian eunuch said, yes, I believe. And then he was baptized in water. But these Samaritans who were baptized were saved because Philip would not use one rule of practice for Samaritans and another rule of practice for Ethiopians. They were saved. But they were not baptized in the spirit. But then let's read on. In Acts 8, 14, the Bible says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they were come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And so the sequence was uh, Philip preached, the Samaritans believed and accepted the gospel. They accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. They were baptized in water. But Philip, Peter, and John had to come all the way to Samaria to pray for them because they had not yet received the Holy Ghost. And when they laid hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. And so salvation is a gift of God, an all-important gift that we need to enter into heaven and to stand before God just, but we need the power of the Holy Ghost to live on the face of this earth. Can I get a witness in this room today? Then in the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 4, another instance is revealed to us. Paul was on a missionary journey visit to Ephesus, and he found some disciples there, disciples of John the Baptist. And Paul, in verse 4, said to them, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Jesus Christ. And verse 5 says, when they heard this, they were baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus. They repented. They believed on the Lord Jesus and they were baptized in water. But then verse 6 says, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. Listen, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is a definite experience that one can know that he has received. Let all the Holy Ghost filled folk clap your hands and say praise the Lord. You can know that you received it. 
you just read from the book uh, from the book of Acts where Paul went to Ephesus in Acts chapter 19 and the Bible says they spake with tongues and prophesied when they received the Holy Ghost in Caesarea Acts 10 and 46 they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God and of course on the day of Pentecost Acts 2 4 the disciples were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so for the New Testament church, speaking in tongues was a sign of the fullness of the Spirit's reception. And the church of God in Christ believes that when the Holy Spirit is received as it was received on the day of Pentecost, that baptism will be accompanied by speaking with other tongues. I said when the Holy Ghost is received, as it was received on the day of Pentecost, that baptism will be accompanied by speaking with other tongues. Now, I know you all are backing up on me, but let me press on a little bit more. It would be a different matter if God was not doing that anymore. Then we just say, well, God ain't doing it anymore. And if God ain't doing it anymore, I don't have to worry about it. But how many of you know God is still doing it in this day and in this time? He's still filling people, still blessing people, still coming upon people to the degree that the Holy Ghost overflows in their life in a language that they've not learned, that they've not been taught, singing and speaking glory and praise unto Almighty God. Clap your hands and give praise to God. So God is still doing it. But then number two, what God does is good. Amen. And if it was good then, it's good now. If speaking in tongues was good then, there's no reason to assume that it's not good now. I don't know about you, but I want everything God is passing out. I said I want everything God is passing out. Come on, lift your hands and say, Lord, I want everything that you're passing out. Hallelujah. 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 But then beyond that, when the tongues are absent, then spiritual worship, miracles, and the gifts are also frequently absent. Spirit-filled people are equipped to praise God, serve God, glorify God. And when they go out, and when people go out without the power and the anointing of the Lord on their lives, their lives are not as effective and as powerful as they would be with the Holy Ghost in their lives. Have you ever picked up a phone? And instead of a person at the other end of the line, there was a fax or a computer at the other end of the line. You said hello and you heard these beeps and clicks and ticks and noises that were unintelligible pings that you could not understand. Listen, only a computer or a fax can communicate with another computer or a fax. And listen, when the devil tries to click in on your conversation between you and the spirit and your God, all the devil hears is beeps and pings when the believer is speaking uh, in tongues. This is why the Bible teaches in Jude 1.20, but you, beloved, building yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Listen, the believer is built up 
and edified when he prays in the spirit and when he speaks to the Lord in a tongue that he has not been taught, that he has not learned. And how many of you know believers need to be built up? Listen, there's why so many fail because they've not been built up. This is why so many cannot persevere for God. It's because they've not allowed the spirit of God in them to build them up and to prepare them for a greater work for God. And how many of you know in this day and time when it seems like evil is running rampant over the earth that we need the power of the Holy Ghost to survive and to make it in this time. Listen, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus would never have said so much about the Holy Spirit if we did not need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, Jesus did not make it an optional matter. I'm still preaching. I know some folks say, well, I've just decided that I'm not, just not going to go that way. I, don't, I, I believe I can please the Lord and do the will of the Lord without being filled with the Holy Spirit. But no, Jesus did not make it an optional matter. He commanded believers in John 20 and 22 receive the Holy Ghost. He commanded them in Luke 24 and 49 behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Receive the Holy Ghost. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Listen, not optional, not for you to decide. It's something for you to obey God in the matter of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God said, receive the Holy Ghost. To be endued, you'll be endued with power, Jesus said. To be endued is to be clothed. And to be unclothed is to be naked. But to be naked means at least that you have been born. Are you with me? I say to, to be endued is to be clothed. And to be unclothed is to be naked. But to be naked means at least that you have been born. But I've never seen a baby born in a tuxedo yet. When a baby is born, the baby is naked and the parents clothe the baby. And so Jesus is saying, I'm not saying you haven't been born again, that you're, that you're not saved, that you've not accepted the Lord. But when you're born, you're spiritually naked and you need to be clothed. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is your clothing. Clothing protects us in a number of ways. It insulates us. It protects us from the burning rays of the sun, from the cold, and even from the heat. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost will protect you and it will enable you in a number of fantastic and spectacular ways. Clap your hands and praise God. Hallelujah. And so John said in chapter 15 and verse 26 of his gospel, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And so you need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a helper. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is a helper? There have been times in my life 
but I surely would have failed. But because the Holy Ghost stepped in, I was able to overcome and endure by the power of Almighty God. And then he called him the spirit of truth. There's so much deception and so much falsity in the world that we need a helper on the inside who will help us to know the truth. For Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And then Jesus said in the gospel of John, a little further down, verse chapter 16 and verse 13, that when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. And how many of you know living on this earth, we need a guide. We need somebody to show us the way, to direct us into the things that we should do and the things that we should not do. And the spirit of truth will guide you, tell you what to do and what not to go, where to go and where not to go, who to deal with and who not to deal with. And so many times in my life, when I've confronted a situation, the Spirit of the Lord has guided me in a way that I did not understand. It led me to do things that I had no rational or reasonable reason for which to do them. But when I obeyed the voice of the Lord, I came out all right because the Holy Ghost is a guide. Are there any witnesses out there who know that the Holy Ghost is a guide? He'll guide you. But then 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 talks even more about the Holy Ghost and says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of everybody. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of different kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. And the but one and the self same spirit is working in all of these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. And so the Holy Ghost is that that empowers and enables the believer through the wonderful and miraculous gifts of God to do the work of God. And so the Bible lets us know that we need the Holy Ghost. I said we need the Holy Ghost. Jesus has commanded that we receive the Holy Ghost. But he commanded it because he knew we could not make it in his will without the power of the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, in Acts 1 and 8, Jesus said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You need the power of God. You need the dynamite of God. The Greek word is dunamis, and that is from which we get our word dynamite. In other words, you need the explosive energy of Almighty God at work in your life. 
And Jesus said you'll receive that when the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you'll be able to witness effectively all over the world. And so you need the Holy Ghost. But to receive it, you've got to understand how important it is that you have it. If it makes no difference to you, if it's a small thing to you, if it is a negligible thing to you, you'll never really receive it. But when you see the value of the gift and recognize your need for the gift, then the God will send the Holy Ghost into your life. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In other words, if you have a hunger, if you have a craving, you've got to get tired of the routine. You've got to get tired of human form and human fashion. You've got to get tired of just going through the religious formalities. But you've got to say, God, I'm tired of just going through the motions. I'm tired of trying to make it in my own power. Lord, I need your power. I need your anointing. I need the Holy Ghost at work in my life. Hallelujah. Let me close with four affirmations, four statements, four assertions that I want to make. The first affirmation is that Jesus is the baptizer. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is the baptizer. In Matthew 3 and 11, Jesus said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me. John the Baptist is speaking in this case. Mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so John the Baptist speaking regarding Jesus, saying that Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And then Jesus said in Luke 24 and 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Jesus said, Listen, I'm going to send what Joel prophesied, the promise of God. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost upon you. And again in John 16 and 7, Jesus said, If I depart, I will send the Comforter. I will send him unto you. And so our Savior is our baptizer. Would you look at your neighbor and say, Our Savior is our baptizer. It would be a different thing if, hallelujah, Jesus was not our Savior. And if Jesus was not our baptizer, but our Savior is our baptizer. And just like he saved us, he's willing to baptize us with the Holy Ghost. Baptism is the lesser gift. Salvation is the greater gift. Hallelujah. You can go to heaven being saved. Jesus died that we might be saved. And so the one who died to save us will not play hard to get. 
and make it difficult for us when the time comes to baptize us just like he saved us he's willing to baptize us just like he brought us out of sin he's willing to fill us with his spirit and so our savior is our baptizer we receive salvation just for believing and if we receive salvation just for believing don't worry about it if you want the baptism in the Holy Ghost God will give it to you oh yes he will can I get some witnesses in the house is there anybody here who knows that Jesus will give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost and so the first affirmation is that Jesus is the baptizer the second affirmation hallelujah hallelujah is that the promise of God is definite will you look at your name and say the promise of God is a definite promise for Jesus said I sin the promise of the father upon you if I depart I will send him unto you and then Simon Peter said the promise is unto you and it's unto your children and it's unto as many as the Lord our God shall call and so the baptism in the Holy Ghost is the promise of God and if God will keep any promise God will keep the promise he promised that he would fill you with power he promised that the anointing of God would come into your life he promised that if you want it you can have it and so child of God all you need to do is say Lord I want it I need it I desire it and the Lord promised that he would fill you with the Holy Ghost and with power the third affirmation is that the Holy Ghost is here right now look at your name and say the Holy Ghost is here right now come on welcome the Holy Ghost praise the Father for the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah we read just a little while ago in John chapter 7 and verse 39 brother John said the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified and the implication is that when Jesus was glorified the Holy Ghost was sent into the world to baptize once and for all and so the Holy Ghost is here right now Jesus said if I depart I will send him unto you and so Jesus has departed and I know he kept his promise to send the Holy Ghost unto us and Simon Peter said being by the right hand of God exalted he has poured out he has shed forth this that you now see and you now hear the Holy Ghost is here right now up and down all these aisles in between all these pews the Holy Ghost is in the room right now you don't have to wait for the Holy Ghost to come down you don't have to beg for the Holy Ghost to come down the Holy Ghost is already here praise God for the Holy Ghost I feel its power 
I feel his presence. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is in the room right now. Hallelujah. It's a gift. Just receive it. Hallelujah. The fourth affirmation is this. You can receive the Holy Ghost by faith. I said you receive the Holy Ghost by faith. You ask for it. Lord, I want to be filled with your power. He said to that Samaritan woman, if you would know who it is that's talking to you, you would ask of me and I would give you water that will spring up like a well unto everlasting life. And water is the symbol of the Holy Ghost. And so you receive it by asking for it. And you receive it by believing it. You receive it by faith. Galatians 3.14 says that we might receive the promise of the Father or the promise of the Spirit through faith. If you're saved, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, you qualify. The Holy Ghost is your right. The Holy Ghost is your privilege. And you can receive it by faith. You ask God for it. You believe the promise of God. And the Holy Ghost will come upon you if you believe. Clap your hands and praise God. The Holy Ghost. Baptism does not come by what we do. It comes by believing in what God has done. When you understand that Jesus is the baptizer, when you praise him and thank him and glorify him, not only for saving you, but for filling you with the Holy Ghost. When you believe the word of God, that the spirit is here, the spirit has been given. When you praise God for it, then it happens in your life. When we rest on the divine facts, when we stand on the word of God, we'll praise God for what we've asked God to do. Praise you that you saved my soul. Praise you that the Holy Ghost is here. Praise you that I can have power, that I can have anointing, that I can be more than I am, that I can have power to love the Lord, power to do the will of God, power to do the work of God. Does anybody want that power? Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Our praise. I said our praise introduces the spirit into our lives in a special way. I said our praise will introduce and release the spirit in our lives in a special way. For the Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people when we believe him and praise him not only for what he's already done but for what we're expecting him to do. The Holy Ghost comes in sits on the throne of our lives fills us with the power and with the anointing of Almighty God so that we are ready and equipped to do the will of God and the work of God we need it so badly I said we need it so badly for we are not wrestling against flesh and blood 
but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. But if we have the power of God, we can stand against it. If we have the anointing of God, we can make it. And so my prayer is, Lord, anoint me the more with your spirit. Lord, fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on and praise him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah! Fill me! Hallelujah! With the power, I said with the power of the Holy Ghost, help me praise Him. Help me praise Him. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Listen, the weapons of our warfare cannot be carnal if we're going to fight against the devil and against wickedness in the world, we're going to need the power. I said we're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless the name of God. And so on this day, we need to understand that there is one baptism, but that there are many fillings that they were baptized with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, but they left that upper room and began to minister for the Lord Jesus Christ. While they were ministering, opposition broke out and persecution broke out. Peter and John were arrested and they were told, don't you preach anymore in the name of Jesus. Don't teach anymore in the name of the Lord. And hallelujah, when they were released, they went back to church and said they told us not to preach in his name and not to teach in his name. And they said that if they did, they were going to beat us and throw us in prison. They might take our lives. But then the saints got together and they began to pray. And they said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto your servants that with all boldness we may preach your word. Stretch out your hand to heal. Hallelujah. And let the name of your holy child Jesus be manifest in our midst. And the Bible said when they had prayed, the place was shaken wherein they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and with power and began to speak the word of the Lord with boldness. And so even though you might have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, it's all right to say, Lord, fill me again. Lord, bless me again. If you love the Lord, if you love Jesus, if you're thankful for what the Lord has done for you, if you want everything that the Lord has for you, Lord, everything that you have for me, I want it. Lord, everything that the Bible promises, I need it. Every day, I want to go higher. Every day, I want to know more about you. Every day, I want your spirit to guide me and direct me. And if I don't have it, it can't guide me. And so, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, let the Holy Ghost take up residence in me. Lord, I want to know you better and better every day. 
Lord, I want to go higher and higher. Stand up, everybody. Give the Lord some praise. Clap your hands. Clap your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 Let the church say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ay, 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 ay. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Come on, welcome God in this place. You're welcome in this place. You're welcome in my mind. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome in my life. Take over, take over my life, my mouth, my heart, my mind. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power. I love you. I want everything you have to give me. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Every hand is lifted up. Every mouth is filled with praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord inhabits our praise. The Lord inhabits our praise. And when you praise him, the Lord manifests. The Lord shows up. And listen, how many of you sense the presence of the Lord in the room right now? How many of you sense the power of God in the room? Your sense of God's presence. When you feel God with you, when you feel the power of God, the anointing of God, that's your sign that you've got authority to speak with other tongues. The Holy Ghost won't make you speak, but the Holy Ghost will enable you to speak in the other tongues. As the Spirit gives utterance, the Spirit of God will enable you to speak in unknown tongues by the power of God. When I count to three, help me praise Him one more time. Praise Him. Hallelujah! 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 When you get desperate, you don't care what folk think about you. When you get desperate, you don't care what they assess your attitude to be. When you really get desperate, when you get hungry and thirsty, you don't care what you wear. You don't care how you look. All you want is what you need. And you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's one more time clap your hands and praise Him.
Lord, I'm hungry for it. Lord, I'm thirsty for it. I won't let you go until you bless my soul. Fill me with your power. Fill me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. focus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. One more time. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 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 You can go before the throne for yourself alone. Come on, lift your hands and thank God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. A flat, brothers. 
Spirit of the living God, fall afresh, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on Sing it again, Spirit of the living God. Oh, Spirit of the living God. Fall on me. Lift your hands, everybody. Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Melt me, mold me, make me, break me. Melt me, mold me, mold me, fill me, fill me. Spirit of, spirit of the living needs to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You need the Savior and the baptizer in your life. You need to move into another dimension of life. Walk in the salvation and in the power of Almighty God. If you don't know the Lord today, I want to pray for you. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ who died for your sins and who arose from the dead. The message is just to let us know that this life on earth is more than just a physical material thing. That we can walk in an area at a level that few ever know and few ever experience. You can walk in the power of the Lord. If you want that power, you want Jesus to be your Lord, you want the full promise of what the Word of God has indicated is yours. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you would say, Preacher, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want the power of God at work in my life. Something's missing. I want to move to a higher level. 
I want what God has in store for me. If that's you, lift that hand and I'll pray for you right where you are. If you'll just lift your hand as your way of saying, preacher, include me in the prayer. I want to know Jesus. I want to be saved. I need a change in my life. Lift those hands again and keep them up until I've prayed. Don't lower your hand until I've prayed. Lift those hands one more time. Preacher, I need Jesus. I want my sins forgiven. There might be somebody in the room who has been filled with the Spirit. You've known the Lord. You've walked with God, but you drifted away. And the Word of God says, I'm married to the backslider. It's time to come home. Time to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lift that hand and hold it high. If you would be desirous of having prayer for salvation or to be restored to the Lord today. Dear Lord, I pray for the hands that are uplifted. I thank you, dear Lord, that you brought these, your people into this house. You bless them to live till this day that they might know you and accept you and have their sins forgiven. I pray to God that every person who does not know you today will come to know you as Savior and as Lord, that you will change their lives, that you will set them free. Everybody say this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done and the wrong I have been. I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for my sin. I believe that he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior and I give my life to him and I thank you Lord I am saved I am forgiven I have new life clap your hands and praise the Lord everybody hallelujah confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you shall be saved that's the word of the Lord. That's the promise of God. And if you prayed sincerely from your heart, the Lord has fulfilled his word. If you lifted your hand a moment ago, lift your hand again, please. Lift it again. I want to write you a letter. I want to communicate with you in the mail this week. I want your name on my prayer list. I want to pray for you in the days that are to come. I want to give you literature about God's will and God's plan for your salvation and for your life. Most of all, I just want to shake your hand and agree with you regarding what God has done in your life. So if you lifted your hand, I just want you to step into the aisle and come stand at the altar for a moment. We want to minister to you and meet you and shake your hand. In the balcony, come over to the nearest sidewall. Come down the steps and come forward to the altar. Help them come, if you will. Invite them to come to the altar and offer to come with them if you would like. Come on, step out and come forward. If you have no church home, would like to join West Angeles, step out and come forward. This is a Pentecostal church. If you want to be a part of a church like this, step out, come forward. Nobody is exiting, please. Step out and come forward. Clap your hands and praise God for them as they come. Clap your hands and praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 